The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hello, everyone, and we are back. We are back with the second part of the Patricia Raskin Show. have a great interview. My guest is James Laval, and he's an internationally recognized clinical pharmacist, author, and board-certified clinical nutritionist, naturopathic doctor with more than 30 years of clinical experience. He's written several books, more than 20, including Cracking the Metabolic Code, Nutritional Cost of Drugs, Your Blood Never Lies. He was named one of the most 50 most influential pharmacists by the American Druggist magazine. Welcome, Jim. Hello. How are you? Good, good. All right. Now, I know one of the things we want to talk about today, we're going to talk all about food and sugar. And one of the things that we hear about is why people feel hungry. Many times people feel hungry a lot. And there's a lot of food around in our country. So what do you think it is? Well, I think it's several things. You know, it would be easy to to try to point to, you know, any one thing. I think what triggered a lot of this, was uh, the uh, Journal of Sports Medicine came out with a study uh, in the last, I don't know, I think three months that said, the, and this is the Journal of Sports Medicine, right? And I know both of us are pretty big fitness advocates. Um, so it said in this study that the reason Americans are overweight is not because they don't exercise enough. It's because okay. they eat way too many starch and way too many sugars. And so mm-hmm. why is that? All of us know the right thing to pick. But what are the reasons? And that's really, you know, it, there's variable reasons. The first of all is what you said. It's all around. Um, you turn on TV. You see the show, The Cupcake Wars. You look at the Food Network. No one's doing broccoli wars or cauliflower wars or, or beetroot wars. It's what's the next dessert? What's the next rich food? And, and so that drives a lot of uh, sales of these kind of foods. I mean, let's face it. There aren't any bakeries shutting down. So that's one. The other one is that you get hit with, you know, people send you pictures of their latest meal they ate. So I'm on the West Coast. If you're on the East Coast, well, you get a picture of the latest meal, and it triggers an appetite, and it's 10 o'clock your time, and all of a sudden you're running around in the fridge. Okay, but I I do want to ask you a question, though, because when you're talking about carbs and you're talking about sugar, there's a new thing now, I think, that's, you know, it used to be low-carb, low-fat. Now everything's gluten-free. Now, I try to eat gluten-free myself because I get tired with a lot of, you know, the white flour and gluten. But the question is, if we're eating gluten, if we're eating rice flour, right, or we're eating soy flour or whatever kind of flour or almond flour, it's still carbs, correct? Yeah, I mean, almond flour less because it's nuts, but if you're eating rice flour and you're eating soy flour and you're using 
you know, any sure. free flour. Flour is flour. Carbs are carbs. Yeah, mm. you might not be having an allergic reaction to it, but the right. reality is you're still getting too much starch. It's one of the big things that, you know, I didn't used to be so passionate about teaching people how, how, to, how, to, how to counter carbs. But the reality is I found out that people have no clue. I, when I show people what a serving of rice is, you know, they go, they go, they think they're getting healthy food by going and, you know, ordering Chinese. And maybe they get vegetables and it's in a nice white, white sauce and all the veggies are perfect in it and it's lean meat. But then right, they but get the sauce is all right. Right? Yeah. And so they get, they, they get six servings of rice or eight servings of rice. So you're exactly right. People take in too much, even when it's, quote, gluten-free or, quote, healthy carbs like oatmeal. You know, they eat three servings instead of one when they're trying to manage their weight. And part of that, what drives that, I mean, part of the thing is, is that, yes, they get all these images of foods. Our appetite center and our thirst center are the same part of the brain. Sometimes you're actually thirsty, but you interpret it as being hungry. So I tell people, drink a glass of water. If, you, if, if your hunger goes away in 15 minutes, you were thirsty, you weren't hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, then, uh, and then obviously, one of the biggies is that stress drives a lot of food craving patterns. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you, you know, people eat and... It's not enough to eat one cookie. They, you know, they eat two, three, four, and then they start rubbing the fifth on their head because the first four didn't get to their brain quick enough. You know, so that there's a lot of things that drive this. It's not an easy answer to solve, but we got to talk about it. Mm. So, but now here, okay. So now I'm gonna I'm thinking about what a listener is saying, right? Gee, he wants me to eat all these vegetables, and I'm eating them, but now I can't even eat them in a sauce. So now everything's going to be boring. Well, uh, see, I, I, the sauce, I am not worried about the sauce. I'm worried about the fact, I mean, obviously if it's sweet and sour sauce, it's going to be too sweet. But, you know, if it's the white garlic sauce, I'm not going to worry about that. If it's white clam sauce, I'm not going to worry about that. If, if, I mean, not being practical. If, it's, if, it's, but I'm going to pour it over six servings of rice. That's where we start to get into the trouble of, People don't realize how much starch they're taking in by their dinner, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. so it's you know learn All right, to measure. But, but, but Jim, what about what about brown rice? What about quinoa? What about um, what's that rice that's kind of red it, it, that's supposed to be wonderful? I forgot. Just like a red rice, like the the uh, the wild rice. Yes, yes. That right, and bottom line is here, here's the thing: when you eat starch your body breaks it down and makes it into sugar. In now, the same way, yeah, no matter what it is. Eat, should you eat brown rice, but better than white? Yeah, you get a few more nutrients from it. Should I eat a bucket of brown rice? No, you're going to get fat from it. It's that thing that we think because it's whole, that somehow it's better. Now, quinoa is a little different because it's actually a seed. and It's not, it's not quite as starchy as some of the other you know, grains. But even then... You know, we still have to teach if it's brown rice, if it's quinoa, if it's millet, um, if it's amaranth, hey, great. You're picking some things that you may not be having an immune reaction to, but if you're eating 100 grams of starch a day from grains, and then you're getting your vegetables in. Who cares about counting vegetables, right? Eat all the vegetables you want. Mm -hmm. Um, That's okay. 
But if you're, if, but, but in the end, people eat crackers, people eat cakes, people eat pastas, people eat oatmeal for breakfast, they get rice. You know, people take in a lot of starch. A lot of that's being driven by their satiety in their brain. You know, broccoli doesn't make you feel the way a cookie does. If it, if it did, we'd have a shortage of broccoli. You know? Well, I have to tell you, you're talking to the wrong person there because I happen to love broccoli, really and truly. Oh, me too. So so for me, (laughs) for me, it does make me feel great. (laughs) But that's you and me. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. We're not the right. Exactly. I I mean, look, we we spend. I have three dietitians in my in my clinic. We spend our life trying to educate people about getting a more plant based diet, eat more vegetables, get lean proteins, healthy fats, cut down on the starches, and it and with all that effort, you know what? People turn on the TV and what do they get? They get the Food Network. What are they playing on the Food Network? Cupcake Wars, right? And, you know, you watch, you watch somebody making a cupcake for 30 minutes. It's just like Pavlov's dogs, right? All of a sudden, your mouth starts salivating, and you go, I think I want a cupcake. <laughs> and that's the whole problem with social media as it relates to food. People get stimulated, and it's been proven. They get stimulated, and their brain sees the food. And you go, oh, wow, hey, salivate, time to eat. And um, it, 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 so that's, these are big, big issues, right? Um, and you know, because I, 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 I kind of know, where, you know, kind of, where your vent is, as we've had discussions in the past. And so we know we, we have to teach people that making these different food choices are going to make them feel better. But how do we get it out to a bigger population, right? Yeah. That's the so, so how do we slow down the carb craving? I mean, particularly, and you, you mentioned cupcakes. And there's this new thing now with the cupcake craze. Everybody's making cupcakes. You know, so oh, yeah. <laughs> It really is big, but how do we slow that down, Jim? How do you say to somebody who really and truly wants that piece of candy or wants that piece of cake, we don't want to say, well, you can never have that again. How do you help them? Yeah, well, see, I, I, I mean, I definitely think the message that you can never have it again is probably the wrong message. You know, people are going to live their life. They got birthdays, they got commitments, they got weddings, they're doing right. things with family. We, we want them to enjoy those holidays. That's what they're for. I use a couple of strategies. One is I make sure I get their blood sugar balanced out. That means making sure they've got enough things like magnesium and chromium on board, which are trace minerals involved in glucose regulation. But more importantly, what I teach them are a couple of strategies. I do one, two things. One, I get their stress to be moderated. So I use things like uh, holy basil. There's a compound called Remora, which is a magnolia philodendron extract. Um, but probably the thing that's got the most studies that I help people with transitioning their lifestyle and how they're taking in their carbs. And it actually has got claims with it uh, for the FDA. It's something called phase two, which is a white kidney bean extract, which actually reduces the amount of starch that you absorb. So if I'm trying to get you to cut down on your starch, there's two strategies. One, eat less, or you might get hungry. Two, you can eat, uh, you can eat a fair amount of starch, take something like phase two, which is a starch blocking agent. It doesn't block the other nutrients in the food, um, but it reduces the amount of carbohydrates that end up hitting your bloodstream by about 50%. Mm -hmm. So while you're transitioning and learning the right selections, um, and they've shown this in clinical trials, it helps people lose weight, it helps them with their satiety. Um, I think it's a good option for people. It's also good when you know you're going to go out and you're going to have that night where it's a pizza night or it's a cupcake night, you take a couple of these before you eat it and you're not going to get the same 
negative consequences mm-hmm. on your blood sugar and the absorption of the starch. Okay, tell us. We're going to go to break, and then we'll come back. Tell us the name of this again. Yeah, it's called Phase 2 White Kidney Bean Extract. Okay. All right. All right, let's go to break, and when we come back, we're going to have more answers to questions about carb cravings, about sleep, and how does sleep affect our weight? And, you know, what are, what are some of the other things that we can do to really help us be more balanced in our eating and not be as hungry and get, get more nutrition? You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. My guest is James Laval, who's an internationally recognized clinical pharmacist, author, and board-certified clinical nutritionist, naturopathic doctor with more than 30 years of clinical experience. He was named one of the 50 most influential pharmacists by the American Druggist magazine, and we're talking about his books. He's written, he's written more than 20, but we're talking about Cracking the Metabolic Code and his latest book, Your Blood Never Lies. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The schizophrenia community faces tough challenges every day. The community includes individuals living with schizophrenia, their partners, parents, children, siblings, friends, neighbors, co-workers, and also their providers of health care and social services. To hear Dr. Gordon Atherley introduce members of the Schizophrenia community who are sharing their experiences, tune in to Schizophrenia Community Radio every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to the Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone. We are back. You are listening to Patricia Raskin and the Patricia Raskin Show. And we are talking about nutrition, about sugar and carbs, obesity, about hunger, about what's really going on in our country with food, and there's a lot going on. My guest is James Lavelle. He is an internationally recognized clinical pharmacist, author and board-certified clinical nutritionist, naturopathic doctor, with more than 30 years of clinical experience. He was named one of the 50 most influential pharmacists by the American Druggist magazine. He's written over 20 books, including Cracking the Metabolic Code and his latest book, Your Blood Never Lies. Welcome back, Jim. Okay, let's talk about sleep. How does sleep play into all of this? Well, I mean, sleep is so important. What they found 
over the last, you know, 10 years is that the, the, the less you sleep, the more you're prone to gain weight, the more you're going to be prone to have uncontrolled food cravings. And it's really pretty simple. When your brain is told to stay awake longer, meaning I'm only going to sleep five hours, I'm not going to sleep seven to nine, your brain needs glucose. You know, it needs energy. And so when you deprive yourself of sleep and you're up in the morning early or you're up late at night, your brain will literally call out, get the food in me and make sure it is a sweet or a carb. And so that's, you know, the, the real, you know, edge to why when I don't get enough sleep, I, I start to have this craving for carbohydrates. So there's other things that happen that make it really bad. So the, the next thing is, is that your serotonin pool starts to drop. And when your serotonin pool drops because you're having poor sleep, and a lot of times that's the cause of the poor sleep, what happens is is you're going to crave comfort food right away to try to stimulate that serotonin production. That's why it's called comfort food, to comfort you. Right. The next thing that happens with sleep, it's so important, and people don't realize it, is that it binds up. When you don't sleep at night, you make more of something called uh, thyroid binding globulin. Now, what, what is that? It's basically a, a protein that runs around and it binds up your thyroid hormone. So your thyroid hormone no longer is active. And when your thyroid hormone is not active, you gain weight. And so your metabolism goes down. You don't burn fat or carbs as well. You store fat more effectively and you crave more of those foods that cause you to store fat more effectively, which mm. is carbs and sugars, which, which right. end up making you insulin resistant. So when you don't sleep, you get insulin resistance, more risk for diabetes, more risk for obesity, and you slow your metabolism down. So do That's you think people just don't... Um they don't put as much value on sleep. In other words, they're willing to give that up quicker. Oh, well, I'll just, I'll just sleep a little less. We don't um, value it enough. What do you think? I think it's a real problem with the way we think um, in, you know, just in, you know, modern man. It's like we're on such a pace that mm-hmm. people end up not realizing the value of sleep. They can't ever get caught up, right, because of this instant uh, messaging world. It's like there's one more thing we've got to do. There's one more thing we've got to do. And, you, you know, you just, you know, so all of a sudden before you know it, you're caught up in this kind of this rat on, the, on a wheel kind of approach, right, where you feel like you're never quite getting there. And so what's the first thing we do? We sleep less to try to get ahead. But you know what everybody will tell you? Nobody's getting ahead anyway. So you always end up filling the bucket up. One more, you know, thing that you got to do in order to kind of get through the day. And, and, and so we get into this perpetual hyper arousal. So once you get nervous about it, once you start thinking about all the things you got to get done in this instant world, now your brain, it interprets that all of that stuff is actually that you're running from a white tiger. All right, so what suggestion do you have? Is there, should you have, like, chamomile tea before you go to sleep? I mean, what's your suggestion? Well, I think there's a couple things. One is uh, deep breathing. You know, learn how to do deep breathing exercises mm-hmm. once or mm-hmm. twice a day, even for a couple minutes, because deep okay. breathing reprograms your brain to not think that the white tiger is chasing you at every turn. Mm-hmm. One. Uh, the next thing is, is do things during the day to keep your brain from getting hyper-aroused at night. 
So if you, during the day, uh, maybe take something like theanine, do your deep breathing, um, do practices that help you to unwind during the course of the day so that you're not, your brain is not, you know, fired up like a ball of nerves at night. So at night you can maybe, you know, turn your TV off a little earlier, don't work on the computer a little earlier, obviously watch that you don't have too many lights on in your bedroom. You know, try to do things that will promote. Take a take a bath with Epsom salts and lavender. No, it's not popular anymore to take enough time to take a bath. Uh, but, you know, it could help calm you down. And then things like chamomile tea are good. But, you know, most of the time when people are having trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep, I tell them take melatonin. You do. You do suggest melatonin. I absolutely do. Because when you're, when your brain is stressed out during the day, it basically, it means that you're producing too much cortisol. Cortisol blunts your brain releasing melatonin. Hmm. Okay. Jim, what about if you're taking certain meds like an antidepressant or a corticosteroid? Is that helping? Is that hurting you? I mean, and if it is, how? Well, I mean, if it's in regards to sleep um, or if it's regard to or weight food. gain, or certainly corticosteroids corticosteroids can make you uh, gain weight, and some antidepressants can make you gain weight. Um, some antidepressants are used for sleep, but um, corticosteroids are some people that will get really fired up, uh, meaning that the corticosteroid actually excites them even more, and then they have trouble sleeping. So the ste- steroids in particular... Uh, corticosteroids, things like prednisone, cortisone, uh, those type of things, if you're on them chronically, can end up making your brain feel more wired. Um, and, and so those can create issues. And, of course, if you're having a problem with weight gain with a certain drug, you should talk to your doctor about another option because antidepressants definitely tend to have, you know, people gain weight on them. Okay. All right. We're, we have just a couple minutes left. So what's your message for our listeners? What, you know, if they're coming to you and saying, I'm hungry all the time, I can't sleep, you know, I, I'm, I'm having trouble getting off of sugar, what would be your general message? Well, the first message is, is it's, you know, it's about your metabolism. It's not that you're weak. It's not that you have low self-esteem or you, you don't have good discipline. It's that your brain chemistry is pushing you to make those kind of decisions on food. And if we can uh, change the perception of stress, make sure your body has the micronutrients needed to properly process blood sugar and carbohydrates so you don't have big spikes and, you know, and big drops, which will trigger the need for more food. Uh, mm-hmm. If we can start to get hold of the metabolic influences that are causing you to feel the way you feel and look the way you look, we can begin to turn that tide back and get your metabolism back on track. Uh, you know, and, and I think it's, it's, it's really it. That's why I wrote the Metabolic Code book, Take the Questionnaire, figure out where your metabolism is broke, and then fix it. And then when you do that, uh, we had, did a whole weight loss program with a 1 million member group. We did 200,000 people. And, and when we got them to identify where they were weak, they were able to correct it, and we got a large majority of those people to begin to lose stubborn weight. Wonderful. All right, how can people find you? We have a minute left. Uh, easiest way is jimlaval.com. Just, you know, www.jimlaval.com. It's got articles and my books and all kinds of stuff. There's actually a carb counter there people can download for free. 
Now, how do you how to learn to count your carbs? Now, real right. simple, one pager. Make it really easy so people understand it. All right. Thanks so much, Jim, for being on the program. It was great. Oh, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, all right. Stay on the line for a minute. All right, folks, that wraps up the Patricia Raskin Show for this week. We're here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need. Know you can make your dreams come true. Write to me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff and management.